0: Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at stillpodcast or on Instagram at waiting underscore podcast or if you want to be featured on the show, maybe you want to leave a voice message, ask me a question, uh, give me a topic to talk about, you can go ahead and go to anchor.fm forward slash Ernie, E-R-N-I-E dash cornejo c-o-r-n-e-j-o or if you don't want to enter that address at all you can just go to anchor.fm and look up still waiting podcast enjoy the show hey what's going on everybody welcome back to your least favorite podcast ever the still waiting podcast i'm your host ernie c how are you guys doing how was your weekend how was your work week? I know I haven't asked you guys that in a long, long time. It just, I don't know. I've been so self-involved, I guess, that I don't care what anybody else is going through. Um, but boy, what a long-ass Sunday evening. I'm recording this very, very late. I probably will not listen to the playback. I don't know, depending on how much later it gets. But... It was a long-ass day doing laundry. That's what I'm going to call this episode, Laundry Day, because it's a salute to the shittiest laundry day I've ever had in my life, because I was I spent the last 10 hours at my parents doing what was supposed to be two loads of laundry, but because of my dumbass, you know, one load was bed sheets and blankets and whatnot second load was a shit ton of clothes between me and my son and I forgot that I wore jeans pretty much all week this week so what turned out to be that that last load should have been like three loads so I take out that load after the blankets and shit are done blanket blankets and sheets blankets and shit um and yeah, I get that second load out of the washer and it is damp as fuck. And me being a dumbass, don't even think to, hey, how about you just take out like half of this stuff, respin one half and then respin the second half and do it in two loads. And so I just throw it all in the dryer. Even it's even though it's just damp, it's soaking wet. It's like it's like water is just pouring out of my towels my my shirts everything I just throw it in the dryer put put it in for say an hour and then I come back to it and it is just a hot damp mess and I just like finally my parents gave me the idea like hey how about you just re-spin like cut it in half spin it throw it in the dryer re-spin in the second half throw it in the dryer So I did that, and yeah, that took, I'd say, about like six hours to just. uh, It was gnarly, but yep, it was laundry day. Shitty laundry day. Glad it's finally done, though. I can smell good. I don't have to smell like ass going into my work week. I don't have to smell like swamp ass. I don't have to smell like a freaking swamp. I don't know. It's just, it's been a long, long day with my kid. He was a trooper all weekend, though. I had him the last two days, and he was amazing. I mean, just a couple moments of his insanity, and I just always get ahead of the curve, you know, just curb or the curve. Is it the curb or the curve? I just get ahead of it, and I put a stop to it, calm him down, and he's good to go. He's an angel. But it's been a great weekend with him, Big, big thank you to my friend Alicia, who I talk about constantly on this show. Her and her family are just amazing people. They've always treated me like family. Well, on Friday night when I got my son, I knew I was like, I knew her niece's birthday was this weekend, so I decided to text her. I'm like, Hey, is you know so so's birthday this weekend? She's like, Yeah, like what's going on? first off, she was like, how did you know? I'm like, well, it's always a week after my son's birthday. And so she was like, yeah, we're actually doing a party tonight on Friday. You should bring Jordan over. And I was like, oh, great. And he's actually he actually had a good day at school that day. And so I was like, yes, like treat the kid. He had a good day at school. Let's go have some fun with friends and, you know, how he could be surrounded by kids he know kids he knows. And Let's just BS. I love my friend Alicia's family. Her and her family are just amazing people. They always just are super gracious and, like, will give anybody the the shirt off their backs. Just the nicest people in the world. Uh, Yeah, her mom gave me, like, a ton of pizza to take home for me and my kid. And then, you know, had a good night with him on Friday night. And then... I get home and Alicia's texting me like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? We're actually doing this. We're gonna take the kids to a water park in McMinnville uh, over at the Wings and Waves, which is like a aviation museum. It's like a water park dedicated to like aircrafts, and it's actually really fucking cool, really nice place." So I was like, "Yeah, why not? Like, I'll follow you guys in the morning, and we'll." we'll get all the kids gathered up and Jordan can hang out with them and just have a blast and that was such a fun day but such an exhausting day because i spent the good 4 hours at this water park just chasing my son and having fun with him there was even a few people that were just laughing because they just saw how uh, they they just saw me on my feet the entire time running after him and following him and playing with him and I, like, even an old guy came up to me at the end of it. He's like, you're going to probably take a good nap after today, huh? And I was like, you betcha. Or at least I was going to try. No luck on that, of course. <laughs> but um, he was, he had such a blast. There was one moment, I I mean, Alicia's nephew, like, loves me. He just gets so stoked when he sees me. Like, her niece loves me, too. Like, just the c- cutest kids ever. And... um. He comes up to – her nephew comes up to me. He's like, hey, like, do you want to go down the huge water slide with me? And there was like there was like there's four or five huge water slides at this park. And I was like, hey, buddy, yeah, that would be awesome, but I got to keep an eye on my kid. And Alicia's mom, who's the biggest sweetheart, she's like, I'll watch him. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, okay, is my kid going to have separation anxiety? Is he going to freak out because I'm leaving him with – you know basically kind of a stranger even though she's not really a stranger to him no he like let me go he's like all right see you later and so i'm following this kid up what seems to be like eight store eight or nine stories worth of stairs and oh my god like seriously that's a fat guy's worst nightmare is climbing all those stairs i was like my heart was racing just climbing up those like once i got to the top it was like i had to take a breath (laughs) I'm either I'm old and fat, guys, so that was just kind of torture. But, of course, it was all about having fun with the kids. And he was like, yeah, let's go down this one called the Nosedive. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, it's a water slide. What water slide doesn't have a Nosedive? We're like, not thinking anything of it. But um, we hop in. We're waiting because people went before us. Then we get the go-ahead. And holy shit, there's so many twists and turns. And I didn't even... Like I said, I didn't think anything when I heard the name Nosedive. But holy fuck, that thing pops up out of nowhere. And it's it feels like you're falling like a thousand miles an hour. Just straight down. And like, once we got in the bowl area, which because you go into this bowl area where you're just doing like a whirlpool until you get sucked down another slide. We... <laughs> I swear we I thought we were going to fall out of the bowl because my fat ass <laughs> it's just like we were like racing down that slide and once we got to the bowl area it's like we crept up on the edge and I was like oh my god like I'm going to die and this poor kid's going to die like this is horrible and we luckily got traction and got in the whirlpool area got sucked down the slide and it was just a blast but of course my dumb ass doesn't take my high blood pressure into account And when I got off that water slide, it's like I had chest pain. So I was like, holy shit, did I just almost give myself a heart attack by going down this water slide? It it was a blast, though. And I'm glad I got to go down that huge water slide. It was definitely an experience. And I would have loved to go go down the other water slides, but I was just too focused on my kid and having fun with him, eating good food, spending time with my friend Alicia and her family. And just the most gracious people. Uh, so huge shout out to Alicia and her family for s- literally like saving my ass this weekend because I honestly was thinking the last uh week or so because I knew I was gonna have my kid on the weekend. Like my ex wife and I made these arrangements so she can have fun with her boyfriend or whatever. Um, so she's I was just thinking I was like, how the hell am I gonna entertain my kid for two days? Like, cause I always have that fear. Like if I'm gonna have him two days straight especially on a weekend. Like, my idea of entertainment is just watching, especially this time of year, is just watching college football and NFL, getting laundry done and maybe just doing some chores around the house and, like, spending a little time with him because I usually have him only on one weekend day. And... But, no, she, Alicia, being the freaking amazing friend that she is, just... That invite definitely saved my ass and got to have a lot of fun with her and her family. And like, I, I always say it, I can't thank them enough. Or I can't thank her enough. Um, just being the best people in the world that I know. Um, but yeah, it was like super, like as soon as we left, he crashed and it was, it's always a beautiful thing when you know you 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 wore your kid out, not he, they wore you out, you wore them out. So he just blacked out on the way home, like, within five minutes of the drive. And we had a long drive home, so it was a nice little peaceful break. Got to listen to my music. Got to just ah, just soak in the silence a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the sound of my kid's voice. Whether he's whining, whether he's crying, whether he's happy, whether he's angry, like it just, it always melts my heart, but when you just, sometimes when you just need that moment of silence, you're just like, ah, okay, like, it's almost like a, a feeling of, like, I, I'm alone, but it's just like, it's it's the good kind of alone, but, um, yeah, again, thank you, Alicia, you're always amazing to me, and we, like, I, I cannot wait to hang out with you again, uh, we we're supposed to have an American Psycho Night sometime soon, so, Let's make that happen. I've I've watched American Psycho, but I remember it was a long, long time ago when my, when my ex-wife and I were together. And we were both kind of like, we didn't really understand what we were watching. We were just like, what the fuck is this? Why is this such a cult classic? But Alicia swears by it. She thinks Christian Bale is amazing. And she like loves that movie. So I'm going to give it another shot. Hopefully uh, I'll like it this time around. The only reason she suggested I watch the show or the movies because, you know, I've been a huge Ice Nine Kills fan for the last few years. And I know that the, their last two albums are shout outs to horror movies. And they did a song on American Psycho called Hip to be Scared. And it's uh, it's it's based off of American Psycho. It's a killer song. I definitely recommend going go and check it out. Especially if, if you're not a metal fan, like, you'll probably like this one because it's not that heavy. It's got a lot of melody and a lot of soul to it. Because, like I said in the last episode, Spencer Charnas just has a beautiful voice. Like, he, it's it's a unique voice to me. And <clears throat> he doesn't sound like the average, like, like I don't know. I, I don't want to say, like, douchebag. Uh, but he just... He, he has soul in his voice, and I don't hear that a lot in, in a lot of singers these days. Um, But he just, he, he rips it on, on the new album, the that hip-to-be-scared song. So go check that out. I recommended it on the last episode of the new Ice Nine Kills album. Killer album. I still can't stop listening to it, but I will get into something new here shortly. But first, I want to talk a little bit about my work week. I don't really have much to bitch about, uh, which is unusual. However, however, there is one thing uh, we are implementing as of tomorrow, Monday, October 25th. What's the date? Yeah, it's the 25th tomorrow, right? When this comes out. I don't know. But... We are implementing the we are finally implementing the stupid weekly covid testing for employees that aren't vaccinated that fucking vaccine oh it's gonna it's seriously gonna be the death of me guys, but i just I, I like i said i don't shame people that do it if they wanna do it that's on you man i mean i just i don't i don't have a reason to get it. I believe in natural immunity and I don't believe these dumb fucks believe it believe in natural immunity we had to like I don't know. It's really pissing me off, and I'm not going to get into it, but it's just, it really pisses me off that they don't take natural immunity to it. I really wish they would do an antibodies test on me. I feel like I have hella strong antibodies after contracting COVID earlier this year, but whatever. So, as of tomorrow, we're doing nasal swabbing, and apparently it's not supposed to be, it's not gonna be that hard apparently because we're not gonna do the whole up the entire like where they touch your brain kind of nasal swabs we're just gonna graze the nostril and go off that so whatever it is what it is it's the world we live in nowadays folks and i just i just don't even know how to how how to feel about it but whatever you guys know i'm just angry about it <clears throat> um, what else was I going to talk about before I get into this thing oh <laughs> that's what I was going to talk about it was, it was about the you know being at the water park yesterday you know being a guy that's back on the market I guess I, I notice I'm becoming I'm at I'm 35 guys and I just don't know what the ages anymore We're looking at girls not girls women women let's get this straight women we're looking at them but not like i fucking them but just like admiring them um where it becomes creepy because i felt like there was a couple times where i had to catch myself and be like ernie ernie stop stop holy shit she's a mother she's a sister she's a, i don't know she's she's even a daughter um but yeah i was just like there's a couple gr- ladies out there where i was like hey how's it going like you want to get coffee or get married or something but you know, stop myself, be like, okay, be a gentleman, just kind of give him a smile, and then walk away. And that's what I did. You know, I got to pat myself on the back here. It's just, I'm not that creepy of a Mexican, guys, okay? I think I'm a pretty chill, lighthearted individual. But, you know, I'm a stranger to these people. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's horrible. It, it it does suck being back on the market, But it is what it is, and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, sulking in in self-pity anymore. I'm done with that shit after my divorce. (laughs) It sucks. But we'll see what happens. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? I don't know. All right. Enough of uh, talking about women in bikinis and, you know, bitching about work. Um... But I was actually going to talk about more music because, you guys know, huge hardcore fan, huge metalhead guy here. Um, one of my all-time favorites for the last 15 years has been a band called Every Time I Die. I've always, I've talked about them numerous times. I've mentioned Keith Buckley numerous times, how I idolize the guy. But uh, Every Time I Die finally came out with their anticipated album that's been, like... They've been done with this album for like two years, but COVID fucked everything up last year that they didn't release it, and so it finally dropped this past Friday. And it's unreal when you when you hear bands like this because you are thinking like twenty years of being in a band like that, like they have been, and you think they'd just be they would show signs of slowing down in a just, and they they kind of do with only one song but that's it, like, the rest of the album is just heavy as fuck, and just beautiful lyrics, insane lyrics, a lot of similes and metaphors, probably too much for one's taste, but I love this band, they just are insanely good, I can't get, I can't really, like, say enough about Keith Buckley, other than he would, the only downfall to Keith Buckley is he'd probably hate me as a person, because I am a Trump supporter, so uh, he has those views about Trump supporters, and so if I were to ever meet him, I would never make my feelings known about that. But I love the guy, I still idolize him as a songwriter, as a musician the The creativity behind that guy's voice and his lyrics it's just it's unreal, it's unmatched. Nobody can touch him, maybe, maybe Corey Taylor can hold a candle to him but i don't know it's just keith buckley just i don't know i can't describe the way the guy writes it's you would read it and probably think like what kind of nutbag is this guy like this guy is just he doesn't talk about like killing people it's just he puts a lot of imagery and a lot of like i said a lot of metaphors and similes like one of my favorite lyrics was from their last album which i never thought they would ever outdo their last album i thought was like pure gold but you know they always just one up themselves but one of my favorite lyrics and i was planning on getting this tattooed eventually down the road whenever i get the money for another tattoo um i was planning on it's like i said it's one of my favorite lyrics it's pretty lengthy but so i don't know if i'll ever get this tattoo but it's uh, clenched in the go- uh, clenched in the jaws of anguish Our only go- godless men Chaos is drawn to silence like life is drawn to death The dusk is so much clearer than the dawn had ever been I'm a ghost, I'm a ghost And yet I've weighed down the earth Through the stars to the pavement uh, I've weighed down the earth, no use Trying to save it And that, that's from a song called Map Change I just, that song I remember when I first heard that song because it just had a it had a good every time I die sound. It was fast paced, and the lyrics were I thought amazing because it's like he's talking about Atlantis, that lost city in the sea, and then there's just this heavy part where he's like, "I assure you that hell's not a myth." Uh, I don't even want to try singing it, but I assure you that hell's not a myth. We both vacation there. Hell is not a myth. We spend each winter there. And it's like, oh, gosh, that's just... uh, When it gets to that heavy part, it's just like, you want to fucking mosh or stage dive or just you want to hit something. The riffs, everything, the drums, so good. But, yeah, they released a new album called Radical. And... Thank God they did, because I needed a break, a break from Ice Nine Kills, because I had been blasting that new album of theirs for the last week, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to get sick of this album if I keep playing it. So, Radical came out, and before Radical came out, they released these, like, five of the songs within the last year and a half. They were, like, teasing us, us uh, hardcore fans, but... uh they have like 16 songs on this album, including the five that they release. And it's just, there's not a bad song on there. Not, not at all. And even there's one song that includes another guy that I've idolized and I've talked about on the podcast, uh, Josh Scoggin from The Chariot, or now 68. Um, and of course, he brings back that Chariot sound with his vocals. And I'm like, oh, that's what I've missed from Josh Scoggin. He, uh it's uh, so good. So, if for all you guys that are possibly metal fans out there, I recommend, or even hardcore fans, because that's more of what Every Time I Die is. Um, Go check out the new Radical album. It's so good. It somehow beat low teens for now, but I don't know. It's, it'd be hard to rank in Every Time I Die discography because I feel like. Every album always outdoes the last. And it's just insane with the band that's been around for 20 years. 20 some years. Holy shit. Like I was, what, 13 when they became a band? That's unreal. Unreal. So, big props to Every Time I Die and their new album Radical. Definitely go check it out. And if you guys aren't into hardcore music... But you're into like comedy, like I try to do on here sometimes. Never really successful. <laughs> I only laugh at my own jokes. Uh, but go check out their Christmas show that they put out last year. It somehow made its way to YouTube, like I thought it would. Some guy ripped it because they were doing a live stream, and they said this will never, this will never be seen again. Once you buy a ticket, you only get it for like a week, and some guy ripped it. And put it on YouTube, and I watched it the other night. It's so fucking funny. These guys, aside from their music, are just comedic geniuses as a band. They do interviews with like Gilbert Gottfried and Andrew Dice Clay, or quote. I'll put quote unquote interviews because they look like they're just cameos, and they kind of like cut them up to look like they're interviewing <clears throat> the people. But Jordan Buckley, who's Keith's brother and is the guitarist of Every Time I Die, he just. That guy, I don't know where he got his sense of humor, but it's just like he has the spazziest brain, and it seems like it goes a million miles an hour when he's like just doing anything, whether it be play guitar, whether it be doing a comedy bit, uh, whether it's you know doing his artwork, because he does amazing artwork. I've actually bought an art piece from him uh, a few years back. That's a tribute to horror movies. And the guy is just super creative as well as hilarious. So go check out their Christmas special where they need to... They're doing a a telethon to get $69 (laughs) because they have to pay their debt to to the manager. Apparently they used his credit card and they racked up $69 worth of debt. And so they do a telethon to get $69 and it's just hilarious. (laughs) High school humor, $69. And they also did us uh what they what they called a new song they were they were teasing us huge hardcore fans that they were going to premiere a song on that and they, they called it beers in heaven and it ends up being like just a gimmick song like they're not, it's not even a real song but they're playing it in the one of the guitarists um basements and his mom interrupts and she's like freaking out pissed off that the music's too loud and the band just like just gathers their shit they're just like no disrespect mom but your mom's a total bitch your mom fucking sucks <laughs> it's, it's i can't like i can't do it justice you guys just have to go watch the every time i die telethon extravaganza it's so fucking funny all right well enough music talk enough bikini talk enough uh work talk Uh, time to get into a little bit of sports, kind of. (laughs) Um, when I got home yesterday from the pool, the water park with my kid, I finally caught, I actually caught the end of the Ducks game and like when I started watching it, the Ducks were getting into their dom, like I heard, I was keeping tabs on it while I was at the water park and Ducks were getting kind of dominated for a second. Then they caught up at halftime. And then I get home around midway through the third quarter and they're dominating like they are like 3 no like 17 points ahead. And I'm thinking like, "Oh good, like I got here, they're they're dominating, it's going to be a good game. Like thank God, they're back. They're back. They're going to kill it." And you know, I should never be like that because it seems like they play very dumb. At the end of the, the game. Like that they, they did that with Stanford and their loss with Stanford, and they did it somehow with Cal, but they still won. But they scraped by with the victory on this one, and I was getting pissed off. Like it's it's so frustrating when you, you get a comfortable lead and then you just see it being like blown. And I don't know, it's just they somehow still won. They beat UCLA, Chip Kelly, who used to be like I used to idolize him because he was the coach for Oregon for a bit um but now he's with UCLA and it's just like oh gosh if we lose to Chip Kelly I just like I know the day will come where we will lose to Chip Kelly but I'm just not ready for it guys I'm a Ducks fan I'm a hardcore Ducks fan and you know you hate to see you know a guy turn his back on the Ducks to pursue the pros only to suck at the pros then come back to UCLA um but it's going to happen eventually and i it's so frustrating it it was actually funny though because it was like the ducks were in a pretty good lead and then the announcers i don't know i felt like they put a like a a hex on the quarterback kind of <laughs> because he uh they were talking about how fans are getting really pissed off with the quarterback because he's get he's he plays very sloppy like I did, I can't really describe it, but he plays sloppy, so fans are just getting irritated and they want him benched. And the ducks were in, uh, were had the ball, and um, they decided to bring up like a, an Instagram post that he posted because like they were thinking like, hey, he's actually playing really good today. Like he's they somehow got the ducks caught up, and you know the fans are getting really frustrated with him. Blah 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 blah. And they decided to bring up an Instagram post that he posted, and he says, uh, "What did he say?" He said, um, "Keep the keep your hate out your heart." The way the an announcer said it, though, he said it like super white, like whiter than me. He's like, "Keep the hate out your heart." Like I don't know, it was hilarious. But like, as soon as they read that, the fucking guy throws an interception. No joke. Like that very next play after like like looking up that Instagram post and like telling fans like to back off because he's actually doing a really good job. He throws a fucking interception and <laughs> it's just like these fucking announcers they're just making it even worse. They want us to hate him more, I think. But <clears throat> yeah, the Ducks, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They're just they get very uh they get almost too confident and then they play very stupid when they should be running down the clock. But no, they throw fucking the guy threw two fucking interceptions within like five minutes. It was unreal. But I'm glad it they won. I'm hoping that they're now going to a bowl game for sure. But the chances of a playoff is very unlikely because it seems we're already approaching the second half of the season. But we'll see. I don't know. There's still plenty of time to make something happen. I guess. Um, as for other sports. We got to... It was laundry day, so luckily my dad was in a good mood and decided to put on a couple of football games, watched a couple, watched a couple movies. That was, like I said, it was a long-ass fucking day. Like, I do not mind spending time with my dad, but when it's like 10 hours and you just want to get your laundry done and go home, it's just like, oh, come on. And then, I don't know. But <laughs> enough laundry talk. Enough... um Sports talk, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, anytime I bring up sports, you guys know, I'm just gonna probably talk about the Ducks, and maybe a Ravens game if they televised it here, which they never do, but, um, yeah, I'm actually just gonna go ahead and get into Angel's corner real quick, let me gather up his thing, All right, Angel Banuelos, freaking Banuelos, writer for my show, amazing dude, I always have to introduce him like that, because he, like, he, just takes the time out of his day just to entertain me, for to entertain you guys. He's helping me help you. Or, I don't know, helping me, just helping me. Um, he's helping me make this a better show, that's for sure. Um, Alright, here we go. Angel Willows first question. Sends me an article of the new Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call The Past Comes Back to Life in the new trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife? Are you excited to watch this? um honestly dude i i probably won't watch it for i'm not like geeked out on ghostbusters i probably the last time i saw the ghostbusters probably was when i was like eight like and i remember liking it as a kid Would i watch it now the new or the old ghostbusters yeah i'd watch it now maybe just to lead up to possibly watching this uh, it, those were good movies, I'm not gonna shit on them, Bill Murray's fucking incredible, um, I don't remember the other guy's names other than Ernie Hudson, oh, Dan Aykroyd, oh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd was in it, and Ernie Hudson, but I just don't remember the nerdy guy, and what was his name, seemed like a cool guy, um, but no, I probably won't watch this for a while, Paul Rudd's a good actor and everything, and it seems like, I shouldn't hate on this movie because of the CGI, and I probably won't, because, the old ones had good pretty good cgi for the 80s um but yeah i mean i'm not excited to watch it but i'll give it a shot maybe down the road have i seen any of the old ghostbusters yes and like i said it was probably when i was like eight i'll probably i don't know i'll give it a shot but it might be a while all right next one he sends an article another article He sends a few articles. All right. Amazon knows all about me. TikToker discovers tech company has 3,000 recordings of her via her Echo speaker. And then he asked, does this even surprise you? No, because I knew about this stuff. And that's why I don't bug my house with any Alexa device. Like Siri, Apple is like, it's hard for me to like trust Apple even, but I have an, I have an iPhone. Um, no, it doesn't surprise me. I actually read an article where I don't know, I think I don't remember what it was, but the lady somehow got a transcription of all the conversations that were held in her house since she got an elect or an Amazon Alexa Alexis, yeah. I don't know what the hell they're called. Echoes um, just the Amazon speakers, and she got, like, pretty, uh, I don't know, she got incriminating stuff, I don't remember the whole story, it was just eye-openers, where I was like, oh, shit, and I was living with Alicia at the time, when I read that, but, and she has an Alexa device, so I was like, all right, keep any sort of, uh, talks with myself very low, or just <laughs> take it out to the garage," because. <laughs> so, Alicia would probably be like, "What the fuck was he talking about?" Um, but no, that does not even surprise me. the The world we live in nowadays, you just it's it's Black Mirror. If you guys don't have you guys, if you guys haven't watched Black Mirror, go watch Black Mirror because freaky shit's happening. And it's hard for me to trust any technology because I feel like I'm being spied on no matter what I'm doing. Uh, I feel like my Xbox spies on me. I feel like my Apple device spies on me. I feel like my freaking Bluetooth speaker spies on me. <laughs> and it's just a Bluetooth speaker. It's not one of those ones that... It's not a freaking Alexis. Um, but my, I know my ex-wife has one. My my kid always says something about Alexis. I'm like, yeah, okay, your, your mom bugged her house. Oh, that's fucking crazy. But whatever, just don't say you killed anybody and you'll be fine. All right um another article uh yee's freaky new face rapper covers up in a creepy white prosthetic mask while touching down in nyc and then angel asks do you think if this was the other way around where a ca- caucasian wore whereas a black prosthetic mask do you think everyone would freak uh absolutely we the like I said, the world we live in it's we're living in the fucking upside down, dude, it's unreal the world we live in. I mean, that's white face, and nobody's freaking out at all about it. It's sad, but the thing is i'm not I'm not condemning Kanye in any way because he can get away with this kind of stuff. He's a fucking psychopath um I like him a lot more than I did say five, ten years ago. But it's the double standard is unreal anymore. It's like, I know he's not doing it to be racist, and I don't think anybody that ever did blackface, other than in like say the sixties, seventies. Um, I don't. I, maybe yeah, that was definitely racist back then. But I'd say like even Justin Trudeau, no matter like even though I think that guy is a piece of shit, and that that um. Uh, photo of him surfacing like where he's playing a black dude or he's an Indian guy and he's like basically puts black tar on his face I don't think that was racist I mean it's racial but it's not racist uh, but like I said the guy's a piece of shit and I hope I hope I hope uh, somehow that guy comes down from his leadership because he's an idiot Thank God I don't live in Canada because I think I'd lose my damn mind if he was my leader. All right. Uh, let me pull that up again. All right. If conscious, Okay, I think... That's right. I remember reading these questions and thinking like, oh my God, Angel, you are really like fucking with my brain on this one. Um, if consciousness is purely a human trait, are we better off for it or... Does it simply lead to greater problems? Um, that's a hard one, man. Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> why do you do this to me? Dude, I didn't go to college. Um, well, I did for a year, but I didn't learn anything, learn anything from it. If consciousness is purely a human trait, are we better off for it or does it simply lead to greater problems? Uh, a little common it, column A, a little column B. But I think we're better off for it because I think with consciousness, if consciousness with with consciousness, I think we can decipher right from wrong a little bit better. Some people are just sick and twisted, and you know could care less about right from wrong. Um, but I don't know. Is it purely a human trait? Yeah, I guess it would be because animals they don't have, they they probably don't have a conscious um oops all right is suffering an important part of being human absolutely i think if as humans we have to suffer just a little bit like otherwise life is boring you don't know how to you don't know how to handle adversity um if you don't suffer just a little bit because like with my divorce, I suffered a lot. A lot of mental, like I wouldn't say mental issues. I was just severe depression, but and that was suffering to me. That was like crippling, um, because you know you just don't. You feel helpless. You feel like unloved. You feel alone. You don't feel like you. You feel like there's only a few people that could help you. And you know, luckily, I did have those people in my life to help me. But of course I was still suffering inside. Like like my, my heart was sinking. Like I didn't know how to I like I would always think like if I can't be a good husband, I can't be a good father. Um just it, it's just your brain just fucking with you and but it, it was still suffering. But yeah, I think it is an important part of life just in general because like I said, you learn a lot from uh that suffering. So, as much as we hate it, we need it. Um, Is there such thing as knowledge if everything we know is subject to debate? That's a great question, dude. Um, Yes, because knowledge can be the truth. But, of course, the truth is so debated anymore. Like, we do not know what the truth is. And I feel... Like, even though I don't know what the truth is, like, I don't, I try not to debate anything anymore because it's like people are so stubborn in their views anymore that they aren't willing to see the other side of things. And I, I I'm even speaking for myself. Like, I'm a hard headed individual. It's hard for me to, like, see the other side for a lot of things. Um, I'll empathize, of course. And, but, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, but I'm open. I'm totally open to the fact, even in my views, that I'm completely wrong. I've said that before on this. Uh, I just wish other people would be like that, too. Like, hey, like, we really won't know the truth until we die. And I hope after I die, I get a lot of truth. What happened in this world? Where did I go wrong? Was I wrong in this? Was I wrong in that? It'd be it'd be nice to know, but I feel like even when I die though, will I even care about the truth anymore? I don't know. Dark path, man. Come on. Dark path. Um given that a person does not choose to be born, is free will simply an illusion? <laughs> oh man, dude. Why why are you testing me like this? Um is is there is there are there wrong answers with this because I feel like my thoughts are very stupid. Um given that a person does not choose to be born is free will simply an illusion? I don't think free will itself is an illusion. Um <clears throat> I j- dude, I don't know. I know free will is not an illusion. <sighs> yeah, I'm just going to go with that because I, I'm already getting a fucking headache, dude. <laughs> all right should prisoners with full life sentences be given the chance to end their life rather than live out their days locked up um it depends on the offense because i feel like if you are given life sentences for like say multiple multiple but multiple jesus multiple murders then i don't know i think no no, you shouldn't give anybody a chance to take their life. That's assisted suicide, in my opinion. And I'm not down for assisted suicide. And, like, I understand suffering. I like, and mo- some people can handle it, some people can't. But I feel like if you aren't given death row, like, you should suffer and live out your life and imprisoned. Um, of course, That there are people that are wrongfully accused, and that sucks. Um, especially if like justice isn't served on their end. So, no, I'm not for people taking their lives in any way. You know, it's just it's it's sad. But if people did the crime, they need to do the time, dude. Just live out their life. And if they're if it's life in prison, enjoy the food, man. Because it's going to be a long, what I don't, what I don't get, get about life sentences is or not life sentences, but sentences where like, say the judge says, Oh, you, you're going to serve up to like 150 years. And the guy's like in his forties, like, okay, you really think he's going to live out to be 200. Just say life in prison. Don't say you're going to serve like 150 years. That always drives me nuts. Um, if the most effective way to help the greatest number of people out of poverty was to stop was to stop helping a small percentage of the population altogether, would it be a reasonable choice to make? <clears throat> um. Uh, you know, this might sound very apathetic, but this can be like kind of attributed to uh, the whole immigration case, like what's going down at the southern border because like i hate i hate talking about the news especially when it comes to like the border being invaded because it's being invaded guys and i don't know if you guys have been watching the news and i don't i don't watch the news but of course my dumbass on instagram has a couple things that pop up about the news and you know it's like always a ton of things about the border being invaded and like of course thousands of people are dumping in here like every day and it seems like the current administration... Fuck Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> had to throw that in there. Or let's go Brandon. If you guys don't know what that means, go look it up. It's hilarious. Uh, let's go Brandon. Um, <clears throat> but... I don't know. Like, if we just didn't help those people, I think it would help out a, n- a number of people on poverty here. Like... Get those people out of here. Like, it's, like I said, I, I'm I'm empathetic. I, I really wish people would just do things the right way. And that instead of breaking laws the second you get in here. Um, but I'm all for people seeking out a better life, it, but just doing things the right way. Um, but I think if we had, say, an administration with balls, like, say, the last guy, um, those people wouldn't be in here and say... The people that are on poverty here might pick up a trade. I don't know, get a job because the economy was doing fantastic. The job market was great. The lowest unemployment in, in history, all across the board. Women, Hispanics, Blacks, you name it. It seemed like ever been everybody had a job. Um, but I think yeah, if we got somehow got rid of the problem down at the southern border maybe the people on poverty here would be thriving a little bit better i don't know i'm a very stupid fucking person guys like i'm very ignorant if you guys haven't if you guys can't tell all right oh where are we at here oh my god okay we are at i got a few i got a 48 minutes. Got 12 minutes to answer a few more questions. Otherwise, I'm going to have to start another segment, guys. All right. Jesus. Uh, Would full denuclearization make the world more or less safe? Uh, I think it would make it less safe, to be honest. Like, I'm not sitting there tooting our own horn, but. Because like you just don't know who's in charge of nuclear codes anymore, but I feel like if you denuclearize like say North Korea or China, then yeah, the world would be a safer place, but if it meant like denuclearizing the entire world uh that would be I think that would be make us less safe because though I don't know, I mean I'm not gonna sit there and talk shit about oh never mind i'm I'm not gonna say it. It's just, it it wouldn't be a safe place. Um, When does a child stop being innocent and start being more, start being responsible? The second they start fucking masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get into it, guys. I masturbated at a very young age. But, yeah, once you start tugging on your junk, that's when you become, you should start being more responsible. And, you know, it sucks because hormones and... All that shit, but it's part of life. And eventually, I'm gonna have to have that talk with my kid. I never got that talk when I was a kid, which is weird. I'm I'm glad I didn't, but I always felt like such a piece of shit. <laughs> I was just like, okay, like I I can't help it. I gotta do this. Like, go to the bathroom. Go to my bedroom. Whatever. Uh, um, yeah. All right. When a 12-year-old pulls a gun on someone, should they be charged for pulling a gun on someone? Why or why not? I think they should be charged. Uh, I don't know what the charge would be, but just as long as he... If, if they shoot at somebody, they should be tried as an adult. Um, but yes, uh, a gun, that's like a... T- if they just pull a gun, I think that's attempted murder or something like that, or aggravated battery. I don't know. I used to be good at criminal shit. But, yeah, absolutely, they should be charged for that. That's just stupid, especially if you don't know, like, gun safety. Uh, it's horrible. All right, since morals change over time, what are some things we do now as a society that will be deemed unacceptable 100 years from now? As a society, what are we, okay. What are some things we do now that, as a society that will be, be deemed unacceptable for 100 years from now? Um. Whew, what do we do as a society right now I feel like talking shit about any group will probably be deemed unacceptable the way our pansy ass this pan, pansy ass world is becoming like y- you won't be able to smite anybody or talk shit or just I don't know Ugh, that's hard man <laughs> You're trying to get me to gather all the things we do now as a society um you know what yeah I'm gonna say drive stick shifts. I feel like driving stick shifts <laughs> that'll be deemed unacceptable because everybody will need to drive an automatic We're seeing it right now there's i anytime I go car shopping- I'll put that in quotes um basically just car looking um you don't see a stick shift anymore, and I mean I have seen a couple. But they are very rare. And I feel like 100 years from now, we won't... I don't know. We're already in the self-driving car mo- uh, stage. And that's just scary shit. Maybe that's what it'll be. Okay, yeah, that's what it'll be. If you drive at all, that'll be unacceptable. You'll probably be looked at as a poor person. If you drive by yourself. If, or if you, if you drive the car yourself. Um, and not have the car pretty much have your life in its hands um how do we know that we're not living in a computer simulation i don't probably because we feel shit like we feel pain we feel sorrow we feel um we we empathize we apathize i don't know it's just like we we feel just all in all as 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 a species i don't know that's the only reason I believe we're not a computer simulation, but there have been times where I've thought about it where it's like, how is this fucking happening to me? I'm like this has to be this this can't be real. But yeah, let's let's see where we're we at. Where are we at? Um 53 minutes. Okay, I got 7 minutes. <laughs> 7 minutes. Okay. At what point does striving for a better life turn from un- our healthy to unhealthy? I think once you start blowing dudes uh, for a better life. Never done it, but we'll say like, (laughs) would I do it? If it meant like, I don't know, maybe $100 million and say uh, just having a nice house. Just maybe maybe give them a stroke and see what happens. (laughs) That's where it becomes uh, turns from healthy to unhealthy. um. Once you, yeah, once you just start diving into, like, immoral behavior just to get ahead, that's when it becomes uh, unhealthy. Horrible. Horrible. All right. Would you be prepared to live through a year of extreme hardship and trauma if it subsequently meant a lifetime of peace and happiness? I Honestly, I've been waiting for that. Like, the last two years, last year and a half, has been a very not it. It was after the divorce. It was um uh, It was extremely hard. Like, cause, like I said, I was, de- I was just dealing with that mental battle in my head. Just how am I even gonna make it past this? Like, am I better off dead? Is my kid better off without me? Is my is my family better off without me? Uh, so. I, and I mean that that went on forever, like like for like a year and a half, but um I think I could handle that, and i mean if it if it meant like I've been wanting that just to live a lifetime of peace and happiness, but i mean i'm I'm happy now, of course, I could be happier, uh life could be better, but I'm not complaining anymore. Life, life, the world we're living in right now is complete shit, and hopefully it gets better. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are experiencing a lot of extreme hardship and trauma, and have dealt with, have been dealing with it very good. Some very, very bad because of this whole COVID bullshit. Uh, I don't know, but maybe, they, maybe they're living life better now because they've got got a got a handle on it. All right, last question: Would the world be better off worse? Be- would would the world be better or worse off without religion? Uh, as a Christian guy, I want to say no, but I could see what why people would believe that because I feel like, um, like there would be no reason to fight anymore. Like a lot of wars wouldn't happen, and I, I could see that case. I could see that being the case, but. I think with religion, like, as a Christian guy, because, I mean, I know you guys probably laugh when I say I'm a Christian guy because I say fucking shit all the time. But um, with religion, some, some religions, I'm not going to sit there and say all, but I feel like with religion, um, we are taught a moral foundation, and there's a lot of, uh, like, deciphering right from wrong once you kind of get a grasp on it. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking for all religions. I'm talking about Buddhism, uh, even Muslims that there are, they do have some peaceful stuff in there, but there are some things where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like these people actually believe this shit. I don't know, but I'm not about religious wars and all that stuff. If people want to be atheists, Satanists, Muslims, uh, just give me a hug and say, Hey, we're good, man. Like, you believe what you believe, I'll believe what I believe. And, like, let's high-five each other and just live life. All right. And on that note, thank you, Angel. You are the biggest sweetheart making this podcast amazing. I always love doing you your corner, man. I'm pretty much... I've been thinking lately, should I call it Angel's cul-de-sac? Because, holy shit, he takes up a huge segment of my show. And I like I can't thank him enough for it. Um, I always... Like I'm just excited whenever he sends me a shit ton of questions because I just know I'm gonna have a good show and especially when he gets my like mind going. Even though like I just said earlier, he get he gives me a huge headache. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's a headache I enjoy. But again, thank you, Angel. Can't wait to hear from you next week. Uh, I'll have to tell you guys how this whole COVID test thing is going. And on the next episode. I will be talking to you guys about my time at the Mark Norman Show because that is this week. I am so fucking excited. It's going to be such a blast. I still, believe it or not, I do not have anybody to go with me on this. So I've been thinking about doing something a little crazy lately. Like, if it comes to it and nobody does go with me, Do I just go by myself and find a date roaming the streets of Portland? Just go up to some rando girl being like, hey, you're cute. Do you want to just come hang out with me for a couple hours and laugh? And then we'll just skedaddle. Either I'll go home with you or we'll just part ways. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Probably not going to do that. But it's been roaming my brain, you know, because I'm a dumb fucking idiot. But on that note, I love you guys. Thank you again for listening to your least favorite podcast, The Still Waiting Podcast. Uh, Hope you guys have a great day. God bless you guys. Hopefully I learn how to do laundry better after this day, but we'll see what happens. And, yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. Love you guys. I'll talk to you next week.